Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Water Boy. Uh, Christian nationalism, loyalties to. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Wait, I was we'll waiting for there. that one. Wait, what are we'll you about there. to say? Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. What? What do you? What do you uh, say? What are you gonna say? Uh, for those who've uh, downloaded the app. Um, oh yes, you, you the need new to make app. Sure the, the new app. For those who have not. Um, updated the app. You got to go in your app store and click update. Some some will automatically update depending on where you do. We've had one guy who had to like delete the app and then download the app and everything. But that was just one out of it's called the thousands. Pub TV. Um, Pub TV. Go to you know, type in Fight Laugh Feast in your store. Um, uh, this America dropped on Friday. Been getting a lot of fun feedback. Sure would be hey. nice to watch that sometime. Yeah. I'd um, sure like Toby, to watch that. Toby, we're still getting Toby his login. Sometime that would be really nice hey, what's been the to watch I got, that I show that I. <gasps> I see both of them. Helping Republic yeah. produce yeah. Maddox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it would be really nice uh-huh. to, as a, as a you know part of the production of that. <laughs> no, we're, we're getting able, we get to our people last. One of the owners of um, this and, operation. He's still talking to watch. Meet with Mike. Message. Message. I think we can get it. Uh, So the the new app, I mean, the sound quality is better. The organization of it all is better. And then, of course, a lot of our um, backstage shows are going to be there. We're still kind of updating our historical library. So kind of be patient. I think we got shows back to 2022 in there (laughs) or something like that. Well, I don't know how this happened, but somehow the number one thing inside the app is Doan on Kinism. All right. It's All right. Perfect with what's for this show. <laughs> Interesting. There we go. Interesting. Look at number one, literally number one in like what's popular. That's okay. Good. There we go. Today's culture shifts like sand, but New St. Andrews College is established on Christ, the immovable rock. The college is a premier institution that forges evangelical leaders who don't fear or hate the world. Guided by God's word, equipped with the genius of classical liberal arts. And God-honoring wisdom with a faculty dedicated to academic rigor and to God's kingdom, New St. Andrews College offers an education that frees people. Logic and language, hard work and joyful courage, old books and godly professors, New St. Andrews College provides time-tested resources that can equip your student for any vocation. To find out more, visit nsa.edu. That's NSA. Man, we need some of that right now. You know, with all this uh, conversation on Christian nationalism, one thing I'm very grateful for is we're actually talking about what it should look like to have a Christian country. Yeah. Like, that's kind of fun. Are, like, are uh, we? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's a bunch of layers under this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but at least in some corners of, these, uh, of, the, of, the, of Christendom, we're talking about, you know, what would a Christian nation look, lo- look like? How do we get back to a Christian nation? So that, yeah, fair that, enough. To- that topic's good. Okay. But it, under this, layered under this debate on Christian nationalism, um, one of the th- one of the ways that you ha- have to build a Christian nation is you have to have loyalties to your country. Yeah, you, you know, loyalties to God, um, loyalties uh, to your to your nation. Um, you you want to love. Gabe, everybody knows that's code for you're racist. You're white um, supremacist. No, 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 no. And white it's it's supposed to be white Christian nationalism. And, and now no. I'm starting no, to feel like that no, sometimes. No, no. <laughs> sometimes. 
Sometimes few, debate. Now, now the debate kind of is is going uh, even layered under that of the kind of under the umbrella of who you're loyal to. Okay, it's 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 kind of leaking down into uh, ethnic loyalties. Um, you think that's where it's leaking down from? I think that's where the conversation is actually being had because we have to define what is a nation, what defines a nation as a nation. Yeah, yeah. And so it seems like that we're using. I I think um, that to part of the definition you find this in Stephen Wolf's book and Christian nationalism that part of part of what you know Stephen was trying to get at and, and is, is you have to be loyal to your your nation. So he, he, he you know you you can't just but, I, but you have to define that. Yeah, I. I, I I mean, I think, and I think he goes on and tries to define that further. But I think what what's happening is that that definition of being loyal to a nation is starting to be equivocated, or or in, the the definition is including you got to be loyal to your own race, um, you know, your own people, your own neighborhood, um, your own, you know. So um, I, I think the the conversation is getting very muddied. In this conversation, uh, you know, the way I view, it, of course, I, I believe you have to be patriotic and loyal to your country. Um, of, of course, but my primary affections are defined by God's word, um, not by, um, you know, color of skin or whatever. So I'm loyal to God first, even over my country. Right. I'm loyal to God first. I'm, I'm loyal to the church first, God's people, mm. even over my country. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Let and, me ask this. Are you loyal to Moscow, your, your city? Uh, I think your and allegiances your should start. Uh, you, you should your loyalty should be, you know, like like all all uh, all authority, all political authority should start local. You know, you, should, you want your power local. Mm-hmm. I think your allegiances and loyalties should start local. So Idahoans, uh, yeah, Moscow, and then Blaytock County, and then Idaho, and then my country. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my loyalties, my primary loyalties, are still driven by God and His and His people, uh, and and then my family. Um, uh, and and uh, meaning that those family that aren't Christian members, I, I think I should have an affinity for my family, a loyalty to my my extended mm-hmm. family, even if they aren't Christians. Right. Um, and then and then I think to the kind of the politic body of of this town and this country. Well, part part, but, of, part of what's happening though is that the, the challenge is is that people are pointing out that um, even if it is so, this is one of the things that I think Stephen has pointed out. Stephen Wolf has pointed out in his book, and then I think in subsequent articles and, yeah. and tweets and things is that. Um, just because you recognize that you have a, um, in certain senses, a closer affinity and a closer connection with a brother or a sister in China or Russia yep. or France or, yep. or South America or whatever, um, because you have Christ, right. which really is, it, that's not enough to build right. a society on right. all by itself. Yeah, but those people are, uh, that, that point doesn't make sense to me because those people are in China. Yeah. Like, but, but what happens when they're here? Yeah. So, so, so like, so part of the question is, is you've got these, you know, mass immigration going on and people who don't speak English, Uh um, you know, have very different cultures. How do you build a country when it's built on uh, the Tower of Babel? Right. Right. That's that's right. And so I think people are pointing that out and then they're saying, okay, so you have kind of this Tower of Babel situation. And part of what the complication in all this, of course, is we have, I think, some social engineering going on where there are people who are intentionally Biden um, Biden administration, uh, either incentivizing or or being completely um, uh, um, uh, incompetent about immigration policy. Is that that, what you call multiculturalism? 
Right? Well, is that what that well, is? I, I think I think multiculturalism is a was an ideology that began as a it's a it's a secular utopia mm-hmm. that says basically yeah. the reason why people fight each other and have wars is because of our differences. Right. But if you put them all in the same room long enough, they'll realize their differences are not worth fighting over, yeah. and then utopia will break out. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think that's um, a false gospel. First of all, so yeah. I reject multiculturalism right. for being a false gospel mm-hmm. um, because you. Th- they don't not salvation like, doesn't come by diversity. That's right. Salvation doesn't it comes come by, by Jesus. And and sin is the problem. Yeah. And a sin is what makes our differences so difficult. Yeah, yeah. so there's a presupp- presupposed God over what makes everybody unified. Right. Actually, the unity is the God. Like that's a false yeah. God, right? And, 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 my saying, sec- and my second major problem with multiculturalism is that it has historically become almost immediately statist. Right. And yeah. so it's the state saying Power over since we have to get a in order in order to bring bring world peace, mm-hmm. we have to take all these different cultures, cram them together in the same telephone booth. Right. And then if they, you know, if they mix together long enough, um, unity will break out. Is, and is that mixed together meaning like intermarry? Um, Everything. Just all of it. And but, they, but it's like, it, because but, it's so messed up, then there's no clarity that way they won't have anything to fight about. Right. The, the, and, and I think, I think there is this humanistic side of it that says, then you're going to see your, you know, everybody's going to see their true humanity and, and, and then utopia will break out. You realize that he's just like me. She's just like me. We're mm-hmm. just all really basically the so, same. So then multiculturalism is another covenant under another God instead of covenant realities inside a Chris, right. Christian covenant reality. Yes. yes. Okay. It's a false because, gospel with a false God, with a false covenant reality, the false cosmology with a false harmatology, with a false soteriology. I got you. Everything. Okay. And a false eschatology. Do you think that most people are understanding that when we say multiculturalism, that's what we're talking about? Well, I'm just, I, I think so, but because, I, because yeah. I, I mean, I'm going back to, I mean, so the latest of course, is that it is, you know, when my, when my wife, my wife told the, sh- the story on the show and she was at the university of Idaho 20 years ago, um, early 2000, 2000, 2001, um, multiculturalism was the buzzword in the elementary education program, 2000, yeah. 2001. Yeah. And that was, um, that was everything. What we're pushing in the classroom is multiculturalism, but multiculturalism was always intended, I think, to include LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. IA mm-hmm. plus, yeah. et cetera. Um, and so it's a, um, it's a social engineering um, ideology. Right. Right. Um, I, I think that, multi, I mean, I think, I think there's like sort of a real superficial multiculturalism. That's like, you know, um, you can eat Chinese food on Fridays. If you, you know, you know, like there's different, there's yeah. different cultures, yeah. But I think, but Panda I think, Express, <laughs> because I think that when I see guys like Owen Strand, who is pushing against what he thinks is a form of multiculturalism, which is what kind of what we have at the table. Is he fighting multiculturalism? Uh, it's, it, well, he. I, pushing, think I see him fighting kinism. That's, but I wonder if he doesn't think of it as multi-racism, multiracial. And, and I think guys like that, I think that's what they're trying to push because when they're pushing, I think that's what they're pushing at. And when they they're hear pushing the, at multiculturalism, they they hear multiculturalism, and they're pushing at what they think it means, which is a different group of races all come together, and they think that that's what these guys who are pushing against multiculturalism are pushing against. Does that make sense? And so then that's why his attacks all come off a little flat to everyone else. It's like nobody's even saying that. I, I think I think they are fighting multiculturalism. No, that's you what, think but, Owen or you no, think no, no. both sides. I, I think Stephen Wolf is fighting yeah, multiculturalism. That's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But uh, I'm thinking Owen is hearing the yeah. kind of multiculturalism where when we think of it nowadays, we hear oh, um, like multicultural churches. Yeah, right. But I think that is frequently um, stems from. I mean, uh, you know, the classic uh, what's his name, 
Chandler. Uh, Matt Chandler. <laughs> What's yeah. his quote? Yeah, uh, yeah you're I'd a rather, seven or an eight. Yeah, what? I'd rather have a um, a black a seven, black than seven, a white than a white eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that. but that is. That is multiculturalism, yeah, the yeah. ideology bled into the church, yeah, where yeah. we think that there is some kind of automatic good right. simply in pushing um, different cultures and ethnicities together. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think there's, it's, 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 that's based on a false worldview. But there's something true to the fact of what the gospel does that's right. to cultures coming together, yeah, too. Yeah. And so it's inescapable not to have them. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you well, can't. Yeah. The question isn't if they're going to come together. The question is what is yeah. going to be the covenant by which binds those groups together. That's right. Yeah. So we're not. So, yeah. but but I think I think part of it though too is also just recognizing that there are some creational realities. So there's the covenants, and I think there are national covenants. There's family covenants, and then there's church covenants. Sure. And then there's the covenant of grace. Right. Over, uh-huh. over top everything. Uh, but I think some of at least what I think I've seen Wolf pointing out has been more along the lines of just practical realities of, you know, y- you have to you have to share enough things in common yeah. to be able to build a school, to be able to build a business, like speaking the same language, yeah, like things, like, just practical things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and when like you have the same vision of what a government should look like in right. society. So, yeah. so OK, go uh, ahead. You you um you wanted to do this in a different uh, order. Uh, you see and, why and, now. and your order was right. I just want to say for the record, <laughs> Knox was right. I was wrong, but I think we can still we can do still this. Flip it, yeah. So bring up um, Eric Kahn's quote of uh, of Stephen Wolf. Stephen Wolf. This is what I think Wolf's getting at: cultural diversity harms civil unity, for it undermines the ability for a community to act with unity for its good. The most suitable condition for a group of people to successfully pursue the complete good is of one of cultural similarity. This is taken from uh, Stephen Wolf's book, The Case for Christian Nationalism, yeah, yeah. and in that in that book. Wolf is, explains, I think, um, relatively well that by culture and even by, um, I think when he uses the word ethnicity, he means culture, essentially. He, he means uh, a, a particular people in a particular place uh-huh. with, um, with particular memories and personal connections. And shared values. Over generations yeah. building together. Yeah. Um, I think. Stephen Wolf, you can correct us from from but, wrong. Okay, so but but I think what he's talking about. So when he says though cultural diversity harms civil unity, I think what Wolf is getting at is multiculturalism. Y- yes, okay. multiculturalism. Right. Yeah. That, multiculturalism harms civil unity. But but if I take and I would say I, and I would say it does because it's a false gospel fundamentally. Right. But I don't know if anybody hasn't read that book. Hmm. By the way, I know that this is a decent quote because I know the guy who posted it, Eric Kahn. He's yeah. a dude. Yeah, he's, a dude. he's a homie, right? Yeah. So I I know that whatever I read and what he meant by it weren't the same thing. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So that's why I feel like I'm right. like there's some things I'm not getting. Well, that's part of yeah. That's part of what the problem in this conversation is that we have we've got critical race theory. Yeah, and and and, and the and the, mm-hmm. and the sort of the, the, right. the cultural Marxism mm-hmm. ha- that we have been has been just shoved down our throats mm-hmm. for the last number of decades is training us in materialism and training us in uh, it, it's sort of the and which it says that you are um you're, you're what is make, what makes you valuable is and 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 your identity is bound up in your. Um, your material, like your, you know, your race, your, your, your ethnicity, your, um, your sexual identity, you know, all these things. And I think what your happens culture, is, but somebody, but yeah. that's, but I, but I think part of what needs to happen is we have to, we have to, we have to work harder at defining what we well, mean yeah. by culture. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's what, 
that's it, that's the part of that bothers us. Like when people start talking about culture, then yeah. the very thing they say they don't mean by culture, then they start defining it. But it's exactly this the, what I'm saying that they think they mean by. It. And it's mm-hmm. hard to find exactly. I think yeah. some of the, some of the conversations that you've gotten to on Twitter. Yeah. I felt like I totally agree with everything you're saying. And then when people come to respond to you, they're like, yeah, but there is something inherently important in the culture. Right. Right. Well, well but the, and, I think, and, I think the real issue, I think the real words that are, are tripping, Bill, I mean, the culture is part of it. I think people can get a, it's a little bit broader. I think the word ethnicity makes it even harder yeah. because we've been trained to think of ethnicity in terms of race. Um, I think Stephen Wolf does tries to explain that ethnos and ethnicity is actually referring to national affinity, which yeah. is again he's trying to push it in a more cultural direction, yeah. um, which um, can include um, uh, racial um, uh, um, dynamics, identity markers, but, whatever, but, yeah. but is far broader than that. But then someone like Andrew Torba comes along, right. and he posted something um, a couple days ago. God created different ethnic groups to preserve them as to preserve God's creation and is therefore an inherent good. He's is, referring to the Tower is, of Babel is, there. Is, God is, created is that, different ethnic groups. But yeah. what's the difference between what he just said and yeah. what Eric Kahn is reposting? Well, because I've, I've seen guys yeah. defending this, even Stephen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. well, I, well, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know if Stephen Wolf would put it just like this. Maybe he would. Um, I think the at least at the very least, I think where uh, where Wolf has written a book trying to define his terms, I, I've read uh, a, a, not the whole book, but I've read a chunk of that book. I've read uh, that section. Um, and at least I know when Wolf is using this language, I, I, I have that identify that I know definitions in the back of your mind. But when yeah. you write God created different ethnic groups to preserve them is to preserve God's creation and is therefore inherent good. I don't know how you don't. Uh, immediately think that those um, are um, basically ra- racial groups that um, need to be kept apart. Yeah. Now people came on right after I, so I replied to this. Um, I, 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 um, um, I, I said, um, I said at best um, this is half baked primitivism and at worst it's a form of incestuous Judaizing and radically misunderstands the cultural mandate and great commission. This is like saying God created different kinds of food to preserve them in their original state is to preserve God's creation and therefore an inherent good. So wine and cheese and tacos are out y'all also no mining, no fossil fuels, no building anything, no medicine, no changing or mixing anything that God made, leave it raw and untouched. Just like it was when God said it was good, no fruitful dominion for you. Despite the idolatry of statist multiculturalism, Christians must do better. Um, to which uh, Torba replied, then I suppose you won't mind if Biden sends 50,000 illegal immigrants to Moscow's door and moves them in. You'll have plenty of taco places to choose from. Say <laughs> that. And then, but what was Wolf's response? His was like, why do you have a problem with preserving? His question to me is, I'm genuinely curious as to why you're against multiculturalism. So, but what, how is he using multiculturalism there? Because you actually... Yeah, are saying you're against it, and he's right. curious as to well, why. Well, but doesn't he? Isn't he against it? And doesn't he understand why that you guys share the same reality? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not this, sure. This but, is what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's driving me. What do you mean? Well, I think. I think. I think. So here's what. Here's my stab at it. And is, we'll be able to. Uh, Stephen Wolf's going to be on our, on, our, yeah, at the on our conference. This is what I'm looking forward to at the conference. Maybe we can get him back show. on even as a as, yeah, a, yeah, as a preview yeah. to the. We don't want to speak on behalf of him. No, no, no. But. No, I think what I, I'm what I would say is I'm, let me use Chandler as an example. That that kind of um, uh, sort of modern evangelical even you reduces know, imago day easily semi reformed or whatever. 
but like, so, you know, he's someone who would say scripture is my standard. He's someone who is, you know, he, yeah. you know, he's, he's you know, Calvinist, you know, this right, kind of thing. Right, the right. glory of God is the highest good, all that kind of stuff. But I think that what has happened is frequently um, multiculturalism, the ideology of multiculturalism has co-opted great commissionee stuff mm-hmm. where we say we, what we do is we just take the ideology and we think that if we just substitute gospel, you can do the same thing as multiculturalism is trying to do. Smash them all together in the same church, give them the gospel and ba-dang, new heavens and new earth. It's kind of witchcrafty. Yes. And it doesn't take into account creational realities, um, both uh, maybe sin realities, just differences that are, that are created things that take time, that things that take generations, that, that take things that take dominion. But I think there has been a kind of easy, I mean, how do you get rainbow churches? Uh, okay. I think in part you get those rainbow churches because they, they swallowed the um, basically here's okay. I'm going to take this in just a slightly different direction. Just, just for the heck of it. I'm reading a book right now called um, justifying revolution which you got to get the guy on the show. I I already sent you the title and you haven't got him on the show yet. It was like three weeks ago. Okay. All right. Justifying revolution. Um, It's like Grebin or something like that is his last name. I can't remember, but um, amazing book. And he's talking about how basically the dominant historical um, narrative for the last hundred years has been from, from some, from the great sort of great quote unquote, great evangelical historical scholars, Mark Knoll, George Marston. Okay. These are our evangelical historians has been that the reason why the early Americans fought the war for independence against Great Britain is because they basically rejected their Protestant theology and they imbibed John Locke's enlightenment revolutionary thought. Mm. Okay. Mm. And, um, and that's that's what Mark Knoll and George Marsden have been saying for decades. And this guy goes back and is actually looking at the early uh, the colonial pastors and noting that they were Orthodox, Reformed, Presbyterian, Congregationalist, Reformed Baptist, yeah. etc. And they, um, far from being um, somehow you know infatuated with John Locke's um, theory of social contract theory and, and sort of this Enlightenment thing, ha- not hardly. They were. Steeped in John Knox and John Calvin and Samuel Rutherford and um, and the Puritans and mm. resistance Christ, yeah. Christian resistance I'm sorry. Oh yeah, <laughs> resistance theory and and so they fought they fought the revolution on thoroughly biblical and Protestant grounds. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what hap- But but what we've been told for the last hundred years is that they didn't really have biblical grounds for the revolution. Okay. Right. 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 Okay. And I think. Another piece of that is that because we rejected, we, we've rejected the, the Bible speaking into all of life and giving us grounds yep. for freedom mm-hmm. and politics and when it is right and just and true to fight and so on. We, we have basically then, we ceded the public square to the secularists and following World One, War I and World War Two, and here I'm, I'm, I'm going to riff off of um, uh, the book Strong Gods, The Return yeah. of the Strong Gods yeah, by great. Rusty yeah. Reno. Yeah. He, he points out that basically following the world wars, um, the, the, whole, the post-World War II generation decided that collectively that the best way to prevent none of that from happening again was to make sure that no one believed anything too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
strong belief, which is, I think, just a new wow. version of enlight- the Enlightenment, yeah. which right. said yeah. religions cause wars. Right. Okay. And so, but but I think if you if you put those two things together in the evangelical church, that means that um, we have created a situation where um, we we are ripe for assuming the multiculturalism uh, paradigm, which is that if we can just get everybody together in the same room and we give them a little gospel, little gospel, you know, injection, mm-hmm. somehow that that gospel takes away everything and solves all our problems. Um, I, I think, I think that is what Wolf and others are reacting to. They're saying, no, it's not that simple. And that whole world war two paradigm was a, was a lie right? to say that, um, to, 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 to say that basically you can, um, uh, if we just keep people from believing anything too much and we just soften all their sharp edges, we can get everybody in the same room, peace will break out. And I think that, I mean, that's not happened. So we're living in the, in the, in the meltdown, the cultural meltdown of that attempt. You put all this together. Now, now where there's differences is I'm, I want to say, I think we need to do a deep dive on sin. Like, like what is making this toxic? Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's just the fact that we have a bunch of immigrants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's, it's complicating things and making things difficult. But I think the problem is we have, we have this toxic sin problem. Right. And we haven't actually been, we haven't been taking God's word and applying it to every area of life. No, I, I agree with that too. So, I, I don't know if that's making sense. No, but. it is. And, and, but it's, it, it uh, I'm going to say it. Um, there seems to be a sniff test that the people who are fighting against multiculturalism are not passing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think that, that's <laughs> what I was worrying me about this. I mean, so, <laughs> so when Torba says this, I think I don't, that's, I mean, when I said it was, I said this at best is is half baked primitivism. Yeah, I literally meant like that. Like it's like this is maybe half the sentence. You didn't finish the sentence. Yeah, and like it's half baked. Like like finish cooking this. What's the it, rest of? It? And we've 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 offered. We want to have Torbo on, right? Yeah, yeah. And we want have Torbo on. Okay, and but this isn't a new this isn't a new conversation. Not by any means. This conversation has yeah. been going on a, lo- a long time. Matter of fact, there's a clip that uh, Matt Walsh had that came out. People thought recently it was leaked audio from Matt Walsh. Turns out it's not leaked. And it's not leaked audio. It's been out for at least 12 it's years. It's his old radio show, it's, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and, but this, it, it's funny that it's resurfacing yeah. now because of the conversation that people are trying to have about, well, what is, what is nationalism? What's our people? What's our group? Who, who gets to define that and what is it? And, but, yeah. and, and you have two sides. You have you know some people trying to smear other people as racists. Yes. And, and, and I think then, that's and, trying to happen here with Walls. Right. And, and, then, and, think, and that's why they're releasing this is they're, they're trying to smear him as as, a, as, as racist or white supremacist or right. kinist or something like this. Um, and then they do something else. You got to pay real attention, close attention to this. They preface the clip to tell you what to think about it. Yeah. If you look at the context, they'll they'll write out what they want you to believe. What did they say? Um, uh, Matt Walsh says you can't. I can't remember exactly the details, but uh, preserving white race Anglo-Saxonism. Okay, I, yeah. I, that's so, what Matt Walsh is trying to do. Okay, um, and I think Matt Walsh is really trying to preserve um, Western Christian America. Christian America. Right now. How he's defining that, I have questions about. We're yeah. going to get into it. So uh, anyway, I, I want to work through this, but I want to preface it first, saying like this is Matt Walsh has been in this conversation. He's an OJ. Right. Like our producer said this, most of these guys who are into Fuentes and all that stuff like that, they weren't even born yet yeah. while he's having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, they were ten, you were 10 years old, 10 years old. <laughs> when Matt Walsh was having this conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the young ones. But yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> play, play the clip. 
bringing the culture with them if they of course they're going to of course they're going to that's what makes them mexican uh, you of course they will that is not i'm saying if they stop identifying themselves as just mexicans and they start uh, you know appreciating the country that they currently reside what is the country i mean america well then but what does that mean is it, i mean if, if you take away the anglo-saxon culture which is what started this damn country yeah, but you can Sorry, adopt, not damn country. You can adopt philosophies is my point. So I'm confused by uh, by by race or culture. Like, what do you what do you promote here? Both. You can't separate them. They're, okay. they're the same. Pause. Okay. Pause. You yes. can't okay. separate race and culture. Okay, first of all, that's BS. False. Okay. Right. Uh, but I just want to go back a little bit before that too. Most people who come over here, Mexicans illegally or legally, almost within a generation, they all identify as white. Right. Like <laughs> Like or, or for sure, American. But, but, yeah, like, but, but no, they even they even identify as what, that's what they go to statistically. Like literally, like they, they yeah. check the box. That's why you see. Um, yeah, this is like I'm Caucasian. Yeah, yeah so it's Hispanic, yeah. and they skip over yeah. it, and they go to Caucasian. Right. That within a generation, you'll see that. I, I remember having some friends in Minnesota, and this is not uncommon. They're they're like, yeah, I mean, Darren, Darren Doan, right? Yeah. Like he, he's like he didn't even know that he was Mexican. You know, he had to yeah. find out, like, Dad, you know, what are we? I mean, it's just within a generation. That's kind of what happens, right? So if anybody comes into America and blends right in into the Caucasian, white America, Anglo-Saxon, whatever you want to call it, Mexicans do <laughs> within a generation. Statistically, that's how it's been historically, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like they are. There's a different thing going on there maybe with them than other folks. But they, they're looking at America. And they're like, man, we're happy to be here. Right. You know, um, well, he's, he's, he says Anglo-Saxon culture at first. Right. But then, but then he says that, the, he, and the guy asks him, "Is this race or culture?" And right. He says, "There, you cannot separate them. You cannot separate these things." And, I, and that's and that, that, that's the part that I think. Which, that, thank God, you can. Right. I mean, because our ancestors were barbarians. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, think of all the bad things well, that, well, even, that, even, that have come out of our previous cultures, and even and God separated. Yeah, and even yeah. before, yeah, Matt, like even before, um, different um, um, uh, immig immigrant groups have come in from other parts of the world. Yeah, it was a mix of European countries. Yeah, right. it wasn't all Anglo-Saxon. It was right. German. It was French. It was Dutch. Um, Scottish. It, it, you know, uh, it, it was all uh, Scandinavian. I mean, these are yeah. Um, and maybe he means that Anglo-Saxon is is catch for uh, sort of all that, but it's you know Italians, whatever. whatever. Well, it, it, I, I take it, when first of all, I, I just like you said, I, I disagree with his premise. Period. But if it, let's say that Anglo-Saxonism is the answer that he's that founded America, I don't agree with that. But let's just say it is. Um, the Christianity is the founding idea, right? That permeates what America is, yeah, right. which is, it wasn't Anglo-Saxism that we went to and said, oh, we're not living up to our Anglo-Saxism. We need to free the slaves. Yeah. Right. That's not, yeah. <laughs> that is no. not. Yeah. Anglo-Saxonism <laughs> would never have would freed never, the slaves. That's my yeah. point, right? Yeah. It, that's why it wasn't that. Every um, national, ethnic group, national has to come and die at the cross first. Right, yeah. And then whatever that's, they're baptized in, whatever that burning uh, sin it, that goes up before the Lord yeah. and he gives you back, that's Christianity, right? right? That's, that's what we're all Whatever trying that to resurrection do that's what, looks like. that's what resurrection yeah. looks like yeah. in that now and but whatever so whatever was um anglo-saxon end up being baptized into and burning up that's the reality of what we have and, and, and it's all mixed up it's not right. just one thing this is and it better be if my wife and i are both black my kids are black we share two different cultures i grew up in a completely different culture than my my kids grew up in praise god yeah Right. Like, like yeah. kids are growing up in a different culture. Well, is that not black anymore? 
Right. How do you what what's what if, if Matt Walsh what he's saying is true, then what am I doing out here? Right. I, yeah. I don't understand that those two things go that, that's yeah. not that's not right at all. You're running a fool's errand right. or and, whatever. And yeah. and that's something else that I want to say. Like let's say we get an influx of Amer of 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 um Hispanics coming uh, Mexicans coming through here, right? There have two different offices. You have the civil magistrate of what they're supposed to do, and you have a completely different office of what the church is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If there's anybody that has the ability to con- transform hearts of the church, they are the best weapon at preserving yeah. anything of a nation right. because of the covenant that puts other subs underneath it, yeah. subcultures underneath it, right? There's a massive covenant. We were talking about this on Knox and Plug last week with um, Michael Foster, but Christianity becomes the dominant culture right. that all the other cultures underneath can live in, in comfort with each yeah. other without conflict because of the overarching reality and all have been baptized into the same thing. So, uh, which is Christianity. You, but, you, but you still have to have other shared cultural realities. Some of those can develop over time. I mean, though. I mean like because, language. But, well, some of those can develop over yeah, time. You yeah. had that in the early church. This yeah. is what I want to get with right. earlier. What you were seeing yeah. was like, it happens in the family. You had Kids it, born the early no church. Language. Paul is like, you got some who yeah. are acting this way and, right. and, and stop it. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Make you, sure you have an interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> but for real. But for real. Right? And, and you have to learn it. You're gonna you have to figure it out. It was not But I think and I think I think here this is a place where, yeah, as long as we are patient and there's enough shared values, you know, ten commandments. Baptism. Right. <laughs> yeah. Post mill. But, but but you know, but like but like you know, basic Christian values. Well, yeah. th- I think the part then, then you then you have patience, and the other stuff works itself out. Mm-hmm. But I do think what multiculturalism does is it is it is uh, I'm going to use that fr- what's that phrase? Um, Immunitizing the eschaton, yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That was the yeah. theology. Overrealized eschatology. But, yeah, that one. That sort of th- that, yeah, kind, yeah. that kind of thing too. Yeah. It, but it's like uh, that's what that's what multiculturalism is. Multiculturalism well, takes um, uh, the, the ideology of it is trying to is sort of um, taking all those cultures. And boiling them down, yeah, and saying we can get utopia now, yeah, um, and it'll end all wars. Right. And I think that's the pro- problem where you're you're forcing it. Mm. I mean, that's why you and that's why you get Matt Chandler saying, "Well, that's witchcraft." Seven and eights, you know, yeah. and, and, and and I mean, numbering people first of all, just you know, for eldership. I mean, that, that's just yeah. All, yeah. all kinds yeah. of whack. I didn't see that standard, um, but um, but I think that's what it's trying to do. But if you're saying we're going to work this out over generations. We're going to live in peace. We're going to worship God. We're not going to steal each other's stuff. We're going to honor right. you know, our parents. Right. I mean, well, again, Ten Commandments type stuff. Well, there's a there's a real, this is where I don't think a lot of people in this conversation believe in a form of corporate sanctification. Hmm. Right? There's a real, there's right. a real. Right. Um, that God sanctifies God actually sanctifies, nations, yeah, absolutely, cultures, absolutely. people over time. Absolutely. Yeah. We think that where we're at right now just accidentally happened. Right. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the spirit working, right. you know, even through a broken nation right. to sanctify it. Right. All right, we can keep going because we'll talk about this forever. We can yeah, keep going. Go. What, what I'm saying is not like I'm making this up. This has just been the case. Go back through history. This is just the way it works. Is that it's a country is more than just a border. It's more than just a supply. If all America was was just like a plot of land we happen to be sitting on, then it would mean nothing to me. Okay. But because it's also identified with a way of thinking, a way of life, a culture, a philosophy, because that was all there and it was an Anglo-Saxon thing. Then you know you you you. That's what I identify with. It's not it's not the location and the geography that I identify with. Yeah, I like the rolling hills and I like the the purple mountains, majesty and all that too. But what I like most is the is the culture and philosophy that was distinctly okay. Western Anglo-Saxon. Okay, so but that and that's what I think. The question the, 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 the question fight is, is over. Who gets to own the the the, yeah. the center? 
it, it but I, and I think there's something like kind of like, is it the, the, is white Anglo-Saxon like, I mean, is that, is that, is that, is that something that um, had to be there? Is that something that needed to be there? In order Could it for, work without it? Yeah. I mean, that's one. Uh, that's, that's interesting. I think Moss would have to say yes. Uh, I, I think he would. Yeah. I hope he would. Cause I, I'm, 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 I'm sure. I think later he actually says, no, you can't have yeah. America without Anglo-Saxon. Well, you can't. I mean, in terms of like what actually happened, God I'm giving happened. him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, yeah. I, I want to yeah. give him the benefit of the I, doubt I, here. I'm thinking that the reason why it was dominated by Anglo-Saxon is because of um, because of the gospel, and because so many of these Christians right. fled from Scotland and England when they were being persecuted, religious persecution, and yep. and they they sought asylum. Through colonial charters in the New World, mm. I mean that's that's how they got here. Right, um, was fleeing persecution, and they all fled from different cultures. Yeah, and vastly and, different came and, here, and were and initial, the unifying factor was well, was and, but for a hundred Jesus for a hundred years though they were relatively also kind of in their own cultures, like yeah. the, the colonies were different right. from different yeah, countries. Right. Yeah. And, you didn't have airplanes, and, no, <laughs> yeah. and, and and it was, but there was a shared sense of, um, but. Leave us alone. Right. Leave us free to worship God and govern ourselves as we see fit under these colonial right. charters. And then it was when uh, the the parliament be- begins um, attacking that freedom that they right. begin banding together saying, but we want our freedom. Right. All right. Keep playing. And that's what it was. And so when these other groups come... And, uh, and, and, and you say, well, as long as they don't bring their, but they have brought their culture with them. So you can say as long as they don't, but they have, and they will continue to. So let's forget about that because that's exactly what they're doing. And pause, of course, what? So, but I think again here, the, the thing is, what are we talking about with culture? Yeah. And, and again, <laughs> I, I just, I just think also that it's just not as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are, there are a part of every culture. There are things that need to die. Yeah. And there are things that need to to be made alive again, and there are certain things that are benign or right. are, are, are are simply created realities, but aren't um, have neither are neither moral nor immoral. Right. Um, but it's not enough just to say they're bringing their culture with them. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that was brought here that wasn't original. In a minute, he's going to talk about the natives. Like, right. I mean, yeah. I don't think tacos need to die. I think they're praise God for them. That's on the good. All right, keep walking. Well, yeah. And I, I was going to say that I think one of the things that need to to happen here is uh, you know America's culture is disintegrating, yep. and I think that's one of the things that yeah they're all frustrated. But Everyone's the, can, frustrated. Can I about. say that? Something? Go ahead, but, Gabe. Yeah, but they're it's disintegrating, and they're trying to blame it on multiculturalism. And this is the th- go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah, let you just, finish. Yep. Yeah, and, and and I grant you have to have a culture um, to invite people into. You have to have a, um, a, a strong, definitive, this is what you're coming into. Right. And we don't have that in America, which is why all these other countries are pouring in and we're getting this multiculturalism a, a, across across our country. We, don't, we aren't giving you know, the Mexicans any culture to assimilate to. Granted. Okay. I'm yep. not disagreeing with you, but I got to say this. Yeah. We act as if we are going to fix the problem by replacing a certain type of system when really this is what comes from idolatry. Mm-hmm. You can't just replace the system without fixing the idolatry and get blessing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's witchcraft. Yeah. Right. That's right. And that's and so yeah. I hear I hear this. Right. You know, oh, let's. But no, no, no. All you want to do is just yeah. make sure we re, let's make a robust Anglo-Saxon culture. Right. And you're still going to get hell. 
Yeah. Right? Because it's not about but I, that. But this if goes you, back to my original when, comments. When you worship idols right. and you have idolatry in your land, you, you, paint, get, your, you paint your face blue you, and you rape and pillage. And then why why, why yeah. wouldn't you get overran by yeah. people who are uh, pagans? Yeah. yeah. That's because you've, you've, you've yeah. decimated the, the land and you're going to get kicked out in the same way. Yeah. This is what the promises were in Deuteronomy. Yeah. But this is where I want, I I want I us to define nice. culture um, and our loyalties rightly. Fix it all you want I don't, without I don't Jesus and find, you're in trouble. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to define my loyalties to a culture by my color of my skin. Right. I want to define them by my loyalties to God first, yeah. to God's people second, his His body, uh, and, and to my local community. I, I, like those are my. That's how my loyalties start. My primary affections with God and his people, not with, right. you know, maybe God in the color of my skin. Now, I'm not jumping there. And so we got to do. We got to right. build a culture around God and His people, around God's word, around this covenant, instead of this this like broader ethnic um, covenant or ethnic loyalty that I'm supposed to to have to my whiteness or my Anglo-Saxonness or whatever. I want I want my culture to be defined by who God is, who His people are, and then from there, let's build culture around that, and let's give people something to to come into. Into mm. our country, I do think the the Babel. I, I was thinking of Babel and idolatry. I mean, it, it's it's why did God separate the peoples? I mean, there was an original command to fill the earth, mm-hmm. which they were disobeying. But I also think that the the primary, you know, the primary problem was that you know they, they're you know we're going to build us tower to heaven. We're going to be God. We're we're going to uh, we're going to mm-hmm. reach heaven, and God scatters them. It's interesting that right after that in Genesis, God calls Abraham. And in Hebrews, it says that Abraham was looking for a city mm-hmm. whose maker and builder was God. And so the problem actually isn't the city building. Right. The problem isn't actually unity. The problem is how are we going to get there? That's right. Right. And so, and when you, when you do it to make a name for yourself mm. in arrogance and idolatry, God's going to come and scatter you. And, you know, in one sense, you could say, hey, that's where all the nations came from. That's mm. where all the ethnicities came from. Right. Our arrogant idolatry. Mm. Right. Now, I think there would have been naturally different cultures would have developed as we scattered over, over the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the goal was still that God was going to make Abraham uh, uh, the blessing of all the nations of the earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And God's goal is still to build um, a city that all of the nations bring their glory into mm. one city. But instead of us making a name for ourselves, we're actually going to be, we're going to be glorifying the name of Jesus. Well, and if you keep reading um, the story, it's like God says, and Abraham, I will make a name for, for you. you. That's exactly <laughs> right. right. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, 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 and there's a sense in which then all of us actually bear his name. And, right. and, and we have Christ as our, our last name, but, but we are all sons of Abraham by faith. Yeah. We are all Abraham's sons. All right. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. I wouldn't say when the original inhabitants, habitants, well, the original inhabitants, of course, were Native Americans, but forget about them for a second. Everyone uh, else has. Um, when the original inhabitants of at least the United States of America are dying off because we've decided we're too cold to have kids, then why wouldn't they bring their culture? Because there is, there's a cultural void. What I'm saying is that when we die off, as we have been, we have left a cultural void. And that void will be filled with this other hodgepodge of cultures. And I'll tell you something else. When you have just a geographical location, when there's no agreement at all on what kind of what what's important to you, what your values are, and all that, that country cannot exist for very long. And and you and that's where civil wars come from. That's why we fought the civil war to begin with was because there was a cultural difference between the north and the south. Time out. And it's- those Anglo Saxons <laughs> on which side? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to ask. Which one? Was, was both of them like that? Just trying to figure North out. North and South. Because yeah, yeah. that sounds like they had all things together common, except for maybe their culture. <laughs> 
<laughs> just you're maybe. asking such complicated I'm, questions. I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the one thing too. If you're as I, he's talking, all I can think about is go read Deuteronomy. Yeah. As they're about to go into the land, right. they get the curses of idolatry. If they follow, they get the same right. curse that the other nation had. Yep. If they yep. follow through with idolatry, yep. you get turned over to those guys and yep. then you get overrun. Right. Like if that's what, if we had that kind of knowledge, you're like, this ain't a race thing. This ain't about preserving nationality. This is about preserving yep. faithfulness to the Lord. Right. And when we're not being faithful, guess what it looks like? Right. People are afraid that what we, our traditions are going to be lost. Uh, I think, I think there's, there's people don't realize, I mean, too, there's like, I mean, how many nations have, has God wiped off the face of the earth? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, he has every right to wipe every one of our nations off the face of this earth. Now I love America. I think that God has done something extraordinary in this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as pastor Doug has pointed out before, I think the most extraordinary thing about our country is that the, the men who founded our country knew that we were not extraordinary. That's right. I they, was just they, sharing that they, clip. They, 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 they knew, they knew the nature of man. Yes. And, and I, and I don't, and I don't think it had any, I don't think they were looking at themselves like we are white people. <laughs> no, they said we are descendants of Adam. Mm. And and we don't are, trust us. We don't trust us. <laughs> we are corrupted by power. We have too high a view of ourselves. We are arrogant and we are idolaters. And we have this tendency to screw everything good up. Mm. And so what we need to do is we need to separate a lot of these powers. We need to have checks and balances. Um, and, and we need to have a free church. I mean, that's one of the one of the and that's what the First Amendment was all about. Was we don't want the church being ruled over by the state. Of course, we've got that all backwards now and upside down and think that means that the state is now independent of Jesus, which it's not. It's under the lordship of Jesus Christ, it, yeah. which is, but the church stopped proclaiming that the, the church has failed. We we're, we're the freest church, arguably mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. the richest church the, the in the church world. Stop believing the gospel. And we don't believe the gospel. We're not preaching yeah. the gospel and we're not preaching all of God's word for all of life. Yeah. You want to finish this? Yeah. Let's, let's see if we can I, finish. I got two minutes. Okay. We're going to be heading that way again if we don't say, okay, this is who we are. And uh, and by the way, the people saying this is who we are need to be plentiful and strong I agree. And, and potent. I just I just personally feel that you don't have to be an Anglo-Saxon to continue that line of thought. I just think you need to be people need to be more patriotic about the country in which they live, know more about its heritage and and where it came from and how it sprang about. I mean, like I you know, like I married somebody that's. I don't think Maria is Anglo-Saxon, and she definitely has left her her, her culture at the door. So, I mean, it, it, if Maria I have five kids, like, now I'm confused. Am I perpetuating the problem or, or, or no, helping? See, you keep bringing this up, and you make and it makes me look like I'm making some racist point. I know you're saying that's what you're trying to do, but I just, like, that's obviously not what I'm saying. Have, have relations and kids with whoever you fall in love with. That's great. As long as it's the same gender. I'm I'm fine with that. All I'm saying is yeah, that is that is that is that as a general rule, you know, for 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 our culture and uh, and our identity to continue, we need to just procreate and and keep that culture going. Because you say, well, come over here and have some patriotism and, and identify with us. Why should they identify with us when we don't identify with us? When it's not even important enough to us to procreate and continue our culture, why should they give a damn about it? They don't. I don't blame them. I mean, we, we, what, 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 what exact Let's philosophy and value? Yeah. I, I, I think he's going to go on and just keep saying that we need to have more babies. And, yeah. and yeah. there's a bunch of stuff here that he's got right. Yes. It is more than patriotism. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what, what makes America great is not that people uh, love America so much. It, what has made America great is that a bunch of people knew that they weren't great and that Jesus 
is the answer that, right. that Jesus is King, that Jesus right. is Lord. Um, I also think that, yeah, he's got a great point. We are in a death spiral. No all, doubt. all who hate wisdom love death. And right. we have a, we have a, a, an epidemic, uh, a pandemic even <laughs> of self loathing mm-hmm. and despair in our country. Uh, this is why people are mutilating their bodies with tattoos and piercings. This is why people are mutilating their bodies with transsexual hormones and surgeries. Right. This is why people are murdering their babies. He's absolutely right. We have we've to, we've turned on ourselves. We're eating ourselves, destroying yeah. ourselves. And he's right. I mean, we're we're committing cultural suicide. And um and that yeah we're, we 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 you know if if the Lord doesn't stop us, we could go extinct. But the answer isn't just a a, a bland patriotism. Right. The answer is Christ, and the answer is the hard work of marriage and family yeah. and building churches and businesses and loving your neighbor and loving your enemy. Over generations, yeah, and, under Christ, and just having babies isn't it? You know, yeah, it, all by it, itself. It, all by itself. No. It's just a part of the the, the equation. That you know. Anyway, there's so much to say about that still. All right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids? And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.